Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and I just wanted to apologize to everyone for our lack of content. Uh, you know, just to be honest and forward with everybody, uh, Uncle Dad was going through some life changes. Uh, luckily, it Uncle Dad is ready to, uh, you know, honestly, I'm ready to just kind of, you know, shake the dust off, start collaborating, start working on some new things. So Mike and I do apologize, but uh you finally get to listen to our comic-con coverage episodes it's a great fun episode lots of old friends are in this one uh 80s eats is in this as well i I think you're really gonna going to enjoy it uh but a couple things really fast uh we just want to make sure that we shout out our our sponsors clandestine brewing and roosevelt's uh if you don't know clandestine brewing they're the best brewery best microbrewery in town of san jose california go check them out just Google clandestine brewing. I'm sure they'll pop up. They got seriously some of the best beers in the probably California area, I would say. Uh, additionally, our other sponsor, Roosevelt's, that's R-S-V-L-T-S uh, dot com. They create some of the best, you know, type of like pop culture shirts. I really recommend those a lot. You see me wearing them on our Instagram. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, go check us out there. That's at Uncle Dad Talks. Now, um, but actually, before I forget, if you go to roosevelts.com, rsvlts.com, use promo code Uncle Dad, you'll get 20% off any purchase. Uh, no restrictions, it just has to be your first purchase ever made, uh, per new email. So just keep that in mind. Uh, yeah, so without further ado, please enjoy this episode, uh, guys. Again, thank you for sticking with us. I apologize for the delay. That's completely on me, but you know what? Sometimes life happens and the only way out is through. So uh, without further ado, enjoy. And uh, just a quick little announcement here. We have a big thing coming for October. I'm actually currently in the process of working on it because it's been such a delay in content. I'm doing my very first ever kind of like Uncle Dad horror host type thing called Uncle Dad Oween, where I will be speaking to 31 guests in 31 days about 31 different films now specifically their favorite horror film so that'll be kicking off on october 1st so keep an ear out for that uh lots of great fun stuff coming as well uh so yeah here we go let's get to it thank you everybody Welcome to this week's episode of At. We've already started. That's right. We're at the bar hanging out. But Mike, we're at a very special bar. Can you tell them where we are right now? We're at my wet dream, probably. We're at uh, movies. What is movies? A bar. But what is it? It's a restaurant bar. And it's based on what guy's great product? Kevin Smith. Yes, that's right. We're at Kevin Smith's pop-up restaurant uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. As you guys know, we are here covering it. And uh, we're going to kick it off by trying his beer. It's Chronic Con beer, Silly Suds. What do you think about that? It's really silly. <laughs> Describe the can. Yellow can, um, you know, very comic book looking. And then uh, it's got Chronic Con and very comic book-like uh, font. And it's got a Jay and Silent Bob I don't know what if that what their action. Fat Man and what's his name? Blunt Man. Huh? Blunt Man and Chronic. Oh, that's when they're Blunt Man and Chronic. I mean, I knew that. I was just playing around, <laughs> seeing if you knew that. All right, Mike, go ahead and pop that can open. Pop that can. Oh. Yeah. 
sunsea. Yeah, give it a sip too. Yeah, you guys like that ASMR. I love that you guys do. <laughs> you know, and we're also going to keep it very real and honest here with this beer taste. Mike, Mike is beside himself. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uncle Dad's going to try it. While Uncle Dad tries it, Mike is going to tell you his thoughts on the beer. Um, it tastes like an IPA, I must say. Uh, it's got a strong start and a punchy finish. That's, that's, a, <laughs> that's a punch for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so the whole reason why we're here is to try out the food product. Now, Mike, uh, this is this restaurant is hosted by Tin Roof, which is known for making very unique, special uh, crossovers with food. Uh, I'm very excited to try this with you. So we have a vegan option and a, and a chicken option. Uh, you are going with the chicken option, correct? Uh, let's see. That should be it, I think. I feel like I needed some serious... All right, so they come in these old-school-looking bags, like old-school sandwich bags, white, says movies on it, pretty cool. But what's really great is that you can actually get an upgraded version, and we'll take pictures, of course. I think Mike is taking a picture now. Um, but basically, it'll be a, uh, a full, like, uh, like a little kid's meal, right, Mike? Is that what, that, what, what you call it, that? A uh, man-child meal. Mm, a movie meal. Ah, yeah. A movie meal from a movie. Uh, so Mike is going to be uh, eating the cock smoker uh, because it is a chicken-based sandwich. That's the only reason why. Uh, right, Mike? That's right. <laughs> Let's see. Is that it? Oh, that's my version. That's the uh, that's the vegan version. What did you touch? I touched your vegan. Touched my meat. <laughs> Mike touched my meat. That's okay. Now we're gonna switch bags. Um, I got the the cow tipper. It's, it's a real bag. <laughs> I got the cow tipper, but vegan, because you know we want to keep it healthy here at Uncle Dad. <laughs> Mike is going to be doing the chicken. Uh, I'm very excited for Mike to try this, because Mike's not a fast food guy, really. Can we order shots here? Do you want one? Yeah. All right, well, we'll let the bartender know. You want one? Yeah, I'll take one. Do you want one? Does Naked Man want one? Naked Dan's in the house. Uh, Naked Dan, you want a shot? What? You want a shot? All right. Uh, while Mike orders that shot, I'm going to quickly uh, change my direction here. I can't mention you and not say who you are. Uh, you've been on the show once, I think, actually, in the past. You and I go way back. Uh, you are uh, the legendary Naked Dan. Naked Dan, say hello. Hello, how's everybody doing? Uh, are you eating the chicken tenders? I thought he was eating the chicken tenders. I thought he was the burger. No, I said... <laughs> all right, that's why... <laughs> We, there was a mistake, but it's all good. No, you just eat it, just eat it now. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, one of our one of my our friends was looking forward to his meal, but he got a different meal now. Um, it's okay. We'll just tell him you, you mix it up. It's fine. <laughs> um, so you're getting movies too. You got the chicken fingers. Fingered. Fingered chicken. Chicken fingered. Ah, okay. Do you feel like you've been fingered? I don't know who fingered who. <laughs> uh, I hope that uh, I hope that you got fingered. And I hope that you liked it. I did. I did. <laughs> okay, good, good. Uh, it looks really good, though. It comes with a coleslaw, tater tots, uh, mustard. and then, mustard. What was that? Honey mustard. Oh, nice. And then you got a little soda? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Uh, and then uh, you got a four-pack of beer yourself. So we're drinking the beer. Uh, very strong. Very punch-you-in-the-face IPA. Uh, are you an IPA man? Yeah. Yes, I am. Oh, awesome, awesome. Only because they're stronger. <laughs> what a great answer. Uh, Mike, Naked Dan says 
The reason why he likes IPA is because it's stronger. That's that's usually that's why you do it. That's why you take the punch in the mouth is because it's strong. All right, and we got some. Uh, so, we <laughs> we got shots uh, of tequila, I think, but they're in little medical cups. <laughs> Mike has to take a picture of this. They're in medical cups. <laughs> I don't know. I would you? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so weird. Uh, okay, guys. So we're gonna go ahead and do some shots. We'll be right back, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about our food experience. All right. So we just got done taking shots, as you can hear my voice. Um, it's about time. Mike is gonna try his cock smoker. Now, Mike, have you ever had a cock smoker? I am a cock smoker. <laughs> Uh, let's describe it real fast. Well, it looks like shit, but um, I, um, I unwrapped this, you know, kind of old school fast food paper looking wrapper, and it's a, a, a bun soaked in greasy sauce. And buffalo then, sauce. What? Buffalo sauce. It's greasy buffalo sauce. It's sopped all over the bun like a sponge. And there's a chicken flap coming out of it. There's a chicken patty in there, breaded, fried, and looks like coleslaw. It looks like, you know, an average. Um, there's no pickles. I'm going to be pissed, but uh, it looks like your average fun fried chicken sandwich, which I do love. Who doesn't like a good fried chicken sandwich, right? The vegans. <laughs> now, let's go ahead and have you take a bite on Mike. No. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> that is an interesting <laughs> sensation, my friend. <laughs> Are you glad you went to that? I did, I did. Uh, Mike. Uh, Again? <laughs> well, yeah, do we their hater tots. So those are called hater tots. They look like tater tots. They're hater tots. They're full of hate. Wow. Um, yeah. This one came out of my pocket. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not as crunchy, but I, I like it. I like it. Uh, all right. Now, Uncle Dad here is going to be trying the vegan burger, uh, the cow tipper, without the cow. So let's go ahead and give a little bite. Oh, what is that? It says North Dakota on the ketchup packet. Oklahoma. Collect them all. Mississippi. Where's Louisiana? <laughs> it's the hot sauce. Ohio. What do you got? What states are on your ketchup and mustard? What states are on your ketchup and mustard? Mississippi? Nothing? <laughs> and that's it. You guys, he just got a Mississippi. What do you got? I got, we're going to check our states here. I got Oklahoma. And I got a Illinois, baby. <laughs> Mike is on the hunt for uh, Louisiana ketchup. <laughs> I like Louisiana-flavored ketchup. <laughs> what does that taste like? Alcohol? <laughs> Hot, spicy alcohol. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, so Mike got his whole setup. He got the cock smoker with the hater tots. I got the cow tipper along with the uh, onion rings, but it's the one ring to rule them all. Also, um, Which is really great about the food here. It's all themed upon Kevin Smith, and Mike has something to say. Will you trade me one ring for a couple tots? I will. Do you want one? Uh, yeah, all the food here is themed based upon his uh, his, his movies uh, or some sort of reference. This is a reference to Clerks 2. What is it? Uh, this is the one ring to rule them oh, all that's right. for yeah. Clerks 2. Yeah. Uh, Hater Tots is from Jay Sambal Reboot. 
uh, Cocksmoker from Reboot. Uh, Cow Tipper is just part of the whole entire lore. Um, and then I don't know about the finger, the chicken finger one, but yeah, um, it's you know inside the restaurant. We'll take we'll say, take some pictures. I, they must be doing a panel here, huh? Maybe Kevin Smith's gonna be there. Oh man, that'd be so dope. But I won't be here for that. How do you find out? I don't, I don't know. I got, well, I could text Ming Chen. Text Ming Chen. Maybe it's gonna be Ming Chen. <laughs> it's just Ming Chen. <laughs> it would, that would surprise you though, right? That it's just Ming Chen hanging out. <laughs> yeah, he's eating. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so it's pretty exciting being in here. As you guys know, I love Kevin Smith as much as Mike loves Bruce Willis, uh, if not more in some respects. Uh, no, actually, no, technically, uh, I would probably say that uh, Mike likes Bruce Willis more than I like Kevin Smith. Well, I have Bruce Willis tattooed on my arm, so I would say, yeah. Yeah, but I'm going to get Kevin Smith tattooed on my balls. Let, let Brandon do it. <laughs> I hope he does. That'd be hot. <laughs> uh, but what's also really cool, we have to make a shout out real fast, is that Kevin Smith has a partnership with Roosevelt. You see that over there? There's a flag hanging. Yeah, so you know what that means? There's Kevin Smith's shirts on Roosevelt's website that you can buy. And guess what, dude? You guys can save money using our promo code. Only one time per email. What exactly? Ooh, that's a great way to phrase it. Way, a great way to phrase it, yeah. Uh, use promo code Uncle Dad, and you can get 20% off your Kevin Smith clothing. I think I got to do that tonight. What do you think, Mike? You can use my email. <laughs> okay, I will, I will. All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and enjoy our food. We'll come back after the experience, talk about our overall thoughts of the food. And uh, we'll take some pictures throughout the place. Uh, but this is a very unique. We haven't really done a food thing like this, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> we'll be right back, everybody. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. We finished our meal. It was delicious. I had the vegan food. It was actually, Mike, I got to tell you, vegan food is so different now because it tastes almost like the real thing. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, you really can't. If you say you can, you're a liar. <laughs> you're a dirty liar. Uh, so let me ask you this. How did it feel to have uh, Kevin Smith inside you? It feels great. If I'm feeling it right now. I feel it's nice and heavy. <laughs> well, he's not heavy anymore. <laughs> feels heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah, we finished our meal. It was great. Uh, the great thing about this, guys, is that you can still order this stuff online. You can get it shipped to you. Mike, did you know that? No, tell me more. Yeah, you, if you go to goldbelly.com, you can actually get get uh, movies shipped from you all the way from New York, New York. Uh, and guess what? You get to make it at home like you're a movie employee. Oh, you cook it at home. It's, it's like a frozen food. It's like a frozen delivery. Fresh frozen, though. Fresh frozen. Fresh frozen. Yes. Uh, let's talk to Naked Dan real quick. Naked Dan, what was your thoughts on the food? And please be honest. It was all right. It wasn't that special. Oh, let's try that again. Uh, <laughs> no, you didn't really care for it? No. I mean, to be fair, though, did you really think it was going to blow your mind? No, but I thought it was going to taste better than that. It tastes like rather cafeteria food, like the chicken nuggets. I mean, the, the I mean, it was pretty standard fast food. But did you notice there's the Roosevelt shirts hanging up right there on the wall? Oh, what, bro. Do you see that Roosevelt shirt right there? All three of those are Roosevelt's. Here's the best part. Naked Dan, if you want to buy those, go to roosevelts.com, R-S-V-L-T-S.com, use promo code UncleDad, and save yourself 20% off. Oh, no way. I, I've never heard of the company. Well, you just got to say, yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, yep. I'm on it. Right now. <laughs> good, good, good. <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. He knows. Uh, yeah. Overall, Mike, what would you say about the movies pop-up? 
What's that? Overall, what is your thoughts on the movies pop-up? The movies? The movies pop-up. The movie? Oh, where we're at? Yes. Oh, now I see. Um, it's a fun environment. There's lots of uh, Kevin Smith paraphernalia, which I know you love. Um, yeah, the food was cool. I mean, if we were in the Comic-Con Convention Center and we got a chicken sandwich from the food court, I'm sure this was better than that. Um, we had some nice beers. Um, we enjoyed nice music. And we had a good time. And Uncle Dad got himself an autographed what? Autographed Movies Cine Movie Crunch Cereal Box. Signed by Kevin Smith and Jason Muse for only 20 bucks. That's a steal. I mean, really, though. Are you going to sell it on eBay for more? Uh, yeah, I'm going to sign it, too. You sign it and then sell it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's our experience here. We wanted to kind of throw something a little different in there. We tried food. Uh, we did discover something. It sounds like Mike and I might be going on an excursion. Maybe? I mean, if you want to do it, I'll do it. Oh, You'll, you'll learn more about that, guys, in the future. Because we're sure if we do that, we're for sure make an episode about that. Yeah, we're just tickling your ass with a feather right now. Oh, as Mike likes to do. I mean, it's my number three move. <laughs> I don't want to know number two or number one. But all right, guys, we'll be right back with more Comic-Con coverage from this year's San Diego Comic-Con 2023. Uh, say goodbye to our friend, Naked Dan. Naked Dan, thanks for stopping on saying hi. No problem. Can't wait to see you guys next time. <laughs> Next time. Yeah, pretty much, right? All right, guys, we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Uncle Dad here with Mike. Mike, say hello. Hello, hello. Mike, uh, it's very exciting. We're at Comic-Con again, as everybody knows in this episode, and we are with one of our good friends, uh, this genius of a man, the one and only. You hear that? Genius <laughs> of a man. <laughs> uh, what else can I say? How many other adjectives can I throw out there? I mean, you're always good at throwing them out there. Oh, what yeah. else you got in your Genius sleep? of a man, great style. I can bend light. And he can bend lights with his yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Uh, Give no it up. warp engine needed. <laughs> Give it up for yeah. Brian Volk, Volk Weiss. And last time, thank we had you that, for having me back. Right? Yeah, <laughs> you got it right that time. You did great. Okay, okay good. Uh, Brian, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, we're great. I mean, it's uh, it's Comic Con. Uh, I think we've been here three days. Feel like ten. Feels like a lot more. <laughs> you know how it goes. It feels yes. like twenty. <laughs> yeah. Um, but happy to be here. Uh, Happy to be back on your show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Every time you come on, it's one of the greatest experiences because you bring such a great energy. Oh, thank and you. I really do mean that. And we always talk about fun things. And today's Who fun Who else thing, are you talking to? Uh, you know. The boring. The, the, <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, let's uh, talk about the big announcement here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you are familiar with this franchise. And I'll be honest, I'm a little new to this franchise. But you guys are bringing, you can say the name. Yes. Biker Mice from Mars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, the cartoon specifically. Yeah. Right? No. Well, there were toys yes. and a cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Right. It was both. It was I, a twofer. I was, I was more familiar with watching the cartoon. Okay. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's just exciting to see that this is the next thing you guys are pulling out of the, out of the hat. Yeah. yeah. No, we, uh, I was a fan, you know, my whole life, not my whole life, but most of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and it was funny. It was one of the few things like this that I got into from the toy and not the cartoon. Oh, interesting. 
the original toy, and I'm, I'm sad about this, we did not replicate this for a lot of reasons. Um, partially, it's not like modern toy um, law. You kind of can't do this anymore. But the original toy to put the helmets on the mice, you know, the, the, they have basically antennas. They're, supposed to, they're supposedly ears, but they look a lot more like antennas, but they're ears. The original toy, the ears were spring-loaded. So when you put the helmet on, the way they got it to work was because, well, by the way, what should have happened was they, you know, they, they folded back like in the cartoon. Right. But when you put the helmet on, the ears would go into the head. It was brilliant. So we didn't do that. We came, we, everyone we sell now comes with three heads. That's how you deal with this issue in 2023. Mm. Um, so that's how I got into it. But, um, yeah, we just announced like an hour ago that uh, Ryan Reynolds has come on board to, with his company, Maximum Effort, um, and we're producing, we're producing it for Fubo. Wow. Yeah. What is that like, uh, getting to work with Ryan Reynolds? Well, I did meet him on the set of Waiting. Uh, that has absolutely no connection whatsoever to Biker Mice from Mars. Um, but I did meet him there. But, um, I mean, he's, he is, here's what I'll tell you about him. He is who you think he is. Yeah? Like, yeah. Like, when I'm with him or around him or anything, it's always like, there's no cameras, there's no nothing, and you would think there were cameras. Like, because he's, he's funny, he's nice, he's kind, and everybody that works at Maximum Effort has that vibe, where you're dealing with strong people who are chill. And that's how I would describe Ryan. Wow. Yeah, like it seems like a pretty genuine dude. He is. Yeah, and he's yeah. really, and again, this won't be surprising, he's really, really funny. Yeah. By the he, way, I work with a lot of comedians. They're not all that funny <laughs> off camera. Yeah. Like when yeah. you're at a Denny's at two in the morning with some of the biggest, most successful comedians on earth. Yeah. Not a lot of laughing going on usually. Yeah. Uh, but Ryan is exactly who he is on camera, off camera. Yeah. I mean, his ad libbing and the Deadpool stuff is great. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, um, so how does that work? Just real quick, like, how do you guys make the connection? So it was funny. There's a guy named Kevin. Uh, I never say his last name because then he'll get a trillion emails and stuff. Mm. Um, but I'm, I was friends with this guy named Kevin who worked at a company when I met him. And then about a year and a half ago, or a year ago, I guess, he left that company and went to maximum effort. He saw online that we had acquired Biker Mice from Mars. And he reached out to me and was like, dude, that's my favorite cartoon as wow. a kid. Holy cow, we should do something together. And I was like... Yeah, yeah, we should do something together. Wow, that's how it happened. That's cool. People always yeah. think Hollywood is like wizards and Jedi doing all this. It's just two people who knew each other. Yeah. Do you think it's always that idea of like just being at the right place at the right yes. time? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that is, man. Hollywood magic. Yeah. There's no magic. <laughs> There's no magic. Just, I knew Kevin, but that's that feels like magic though, because you got yeah. to have a bond with him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, you knew Kevin, and you both shared a liking for the same thing, and. And now, and now here we are. Now here we are. And now, yeah. and now that we're here, yeah. uh, you have some very fun stuff with you. I do. Uh, let's talk about that really fast. Uh, you know, our time is a little limited here, but so I want to dive into that. Uh, let's talk about the smaller box first. What is in that? What is that? And who is that? All right. What is that? So this is my first audio-only unboxing. So I hope I hope I'm ready. Um, here. Descriptions. We're slowly becoming an a 
what is it? ASMR? <laughs> ASMR podcast. Yeah. What's happening? Right. So that tapping you heard, that was uh, here. Damn. That was me knocking the box for the great Garlou um, against the microphone. Yeah, Garlou is a really interesting character. Um, there was a toy company called Marks, M-A-R-X, that was the biggest toy company on earth for about 50, 60 years. And um, they, uh, they went a little crazy and uh, bankrupted themselves. But one of their flagship toys was this character they created named the Great Garlou. And uh, a lot of what Marx did was, uh, and I'm glad they're all gone now because otherwise they'd probably sue me for saying this, <laughs> but um, they had a tendency to see what other people were doing and uh, kind of do a couple little changes and then, hey, here we go, here's our version. I don't know what that was for Garlou, but for all of you people listening, um, he's kind of a green Godzilla type. Maybe Godzilla, meet, more King Kong, actually. Okay. Godzilla is the wrong. And that's probably, if I had to guess, the inspiration for Garlou was King Kong. Um, but he is a green King Kong. He wears uh, tiger uh, print shorts. He mm. wears sandals. And um, yeah, he's a, he's a character. He's he got he, uh, sh- he sharp like, ears. Sounds like Mike. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like Mike at the beach. You know, got to air those things out. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. sure. <laughs> um, you know, I, I'm familiar with this, with this piece because I'm, I've listened to Howard Stern for many, many years. And he talks about having one of these when he was a kid and how it was this huge thing that he got one and that it did these things. And then so, of course, people started finding old great Garlous and then sending them to him and he doesn't want to touch anything that comes in the mail and it becomes this whole thing but I've heard about this many times listening to his show wow. so well I'm, I don't listen to Howard Stern uh, and not I mean not for any reason I just don't listen to talk radio um, <laughs> but w- apparently not only does he talk about Garlou Garlou is the only toy he talks about so on general principle anytime we make anything Garlou we send a case to him do you? So oh, we wow. sent the case that we've never heard back. We don't even know if they're getting to him or what's happening with him. Uh, <laughs> but on general, on the off chance that he ever says on air, you know, this weird nacelle company, uh, keep, I thought it was bombs for a while, but nope, it's all Garlou's. <laughs> mm-hmm. They just keep sending these things. Yeah. yeah. Well, should I be opening this? Am I missing I, I the say, unboxing? Uh, no, no. I was going to say now, no. after that lovely story, let's go ahead and have you open it. All right. Well, I'll do it. That's Garlou. <laughs> if you weren't going to keep these, I would literally tear these boxes apart and be like, uh, I'm unboxing. <laughs> Let me have you bring it a little bit closer to the mic. I, I have opened the box. The okay. box is empty. It's, it's very, it's cold. There is a plastic uh, uh, thing inside. I am opening it now. It's mindful opening. Mindful opening, yes. And Garlou is revealed. Oh, I, I love it. I love it. I wish I had my phone with me. So I am going to take a picture of you holding it while you're doing that. Yeah. Um, there you go. That little cute little guy. Um, I like his stance. Yeah. See, there we go. I love it. I wasn't expecting them yeah. to ha- Wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. You see his little butt? No, that is just like Mike. <laughs> yeah. All of my underwear have a hole in the back. Look at that little butt. Oh, look at that cutie right there. <laughs> For those of you only listening, which is everybody, uh, he's, got, uh, he's got a little green tail poking out of his butt. 
I mean, we'll post pictures on our social media. So if you want to find out everything, you go to at Uncle Dad Talks. Check it out. We'll have Brian holding his cute little uh, green little bottom up. <laughs> no, he's very scary. Don't say cute. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, he's right, scary. So there very you go. Scary. That Garlou you. is for you. All right. All right. Next, we got Max89. Nice. Now, let's talk about, can you tell us, for those who don't know, who what RoboForce is? So RoboForce... Um, well, first of all, for us, it's the first copyright we ever bought. Yeah. So we all, everything we're doing now with some degree of knowledge, uh, we learned uh, from making this. Um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But it was a very steep and expensive uh, learning curve. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> um, so RoboForce, it's actually a, re it's a really interesting story. Um, there was a very successful small to medium toy company called Ideal Toys. Mm. Uh, that's Exhibit A. Exhibit B, the president of CBS noticed that whenever they had toys made of their shows, the toy company was making most of the money. So the president of CBS buys Ideal Toys for the specific reason to be like, hey, we're going to make all the profit instead of other people. Right. So uh, the head of Ideal goes to the president of CBS after and say, hey, this is what we're making. And the president of CBS is like, that's small ball. That's, that's too small. We're CBS. Come back in a month. We want to make the biggest toys ever. So... Most toy lines launch with seven characters, maybe if you're crazy, 10, and maybe one vehicle, and yeah. no play sets. Uh, RoboForce launched with 32 characters. <laughs> Each one of them uh, was different, meaning you couldn't even use the molds over. Uh, four vehicles, uh, one play set that literally doesn't even look real. It's so big and kind of stupid. Uh, sheets. They also launched with a, in 1983, a $2,000 robot uh, that was like four feet tall. I mean, wow. it was nuts. On the Tuesday of Toy Fair, they announced this. They get the biggest order from Toys R Us in the history of Toys R Us for a new toy line. Two million units. Wow. You might be wondering, well, if it was such a big deal, why have I never heard of it? Guess what they announced on Thursday? Hmm. What? The Transformers. Uh, Toys R Us cut their order from two million to half a million. KB went from 500,000 units to 50,000 units. Wow. It is the Ishtar. It is the biggest disaster <laughs> in the history of the toy business. So that's how we got the copyright. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a couple nice. steps in between that I'm skipping, but yes, that's how we ended up with it. So, and the idea was always we want to make our own toys, but we wanted to build this shared universe. So, yeah. for example, you know, we're in production now on RoboForce season one. Yep. There's a scene with biker mice. One of the major characters is a sectorian. So this is the leader of who of the heroes in Biker Mike in uh, sorry in RoboForce uh, Max eighty nine. He used to have a different name, but you have to Google as to why it changed. Okay, it's a good story. Huh. I love that. We'll Google it and talk about it later. Yeah, we will. Yeah. Yeah. I can't talk about it, but we can. But you can. Okay, yes. okay. okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Wink, wink. Uh, so let's you know this one is. Uh, it has a beautiful, you know, packaging. I mean, all your guys' packaging is great. You're very um, kind. When you, I'm assuming By the way, you know what the inspiration was for this packaging? Tell me. 
boxed water. Oh. I can see it. I can so see it. So what I noticed yeah. was when you're at the supermarket, there's a gigantic row of a billion drinks. Yeah. All of them are bright colors and crazy. Right. Only, but it always stood out to me, boxed water, because it was black and white, and that's yeah, it. That's it. Yeah. Wow. It must save cost too, right? Not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very hard to save costs. <laughs> can we have you do a little opening for that yes. one? Yes. Oh, right. All right. Hold on. Let so, me bang the mic first. Yes. Oh, yeah. De- definitely more... Uh, weight in yes, this bang for sure yes. yeah these these are not uh these are not light let's hear that plastic around the mic all right so there now this is the plastic <laughs> now crinkle the plastic a little bit i think he there has a people love it people love it you're one of those people <laughs> no <laughs> I, I, it's funny i always tell uh, the head of our uh, toy department a guy named mike i always tell him Tell the factory to save money and not tape all four sides. Um, hmm. It's like I haven't seen that. They, they, this factory loves their tape. Let's see. There we go. Yeah, you hear that? Yeah. Come on, Max. Woo. Oh, we're dropping, we're dropping little that, parts. Parts. <laughs> attachment. We'll get that later. All right, the box is opened. All right. All right. So we got Max eighty nine here. Now I'll tell you my favorite thing about all of these characters. So. Um, one of the, oops, there's so many attachments, they're getting stuck everywhere. Okay, so one of the things that we did, which I, I don't know if other people, I think they do, but I'm excited about, is the original RoboForce line from 1983, they, they didn't have legs. Uh, it was like a monopod uh, mm. with a suction cup, and the gimmick, one, every... Every single RoboForce, which is, again, part of why it was such a disaster, every RoboForce had its own gimmick. So some could shoot water, some had their arms that could crunch, whatever. Wow. But the gimmick that they all had in common was suction cup. Each one had a suction cup. So you could stick it like on a light bulb and it would hang off the ceiling, right? So what we did as a compromise was it has legs. So we added legs, we got knees all that stuff, thighs, but we kept the suction cups. And by the way, I'm very proud of this, they're not simulated suction cups, they are real suction cups. So you can literally hang him from the ceiling or anything. So I can put him him in my car, nice. (laughs) We almost made these by accident without real suction cups. And at the last minute, we were in a staff meeting and I was like, and they have real suction cups. And then Mike, the head of our toy company was like, uh, no, they don't. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, that was like another X amount of thousands of dollars. And I'm like, we got to spend that money. It's, got, it's like, it's the one thing. I mean, yes, the chest is the same and all yeah. that. But um, they do have suction cups. And I'm very proud of it. And in the cartoon, we came up with this whole plot line connected to the suction cups. But we don't call them suction cups. Man, that's exciting. Uh, I, that's a nice cliffhanger because now I really want to see the cartoon and see what what else you can call a suction cup that looks like a suction cup. Yeah. It's quite yeah. it's quite complicated. Yeah, no, I would love to have been in that writer's room. There is a science for that, I'm sure. Uh, all right, as we wrap up here, um, I think uh, Mike, do you have any last words? Anything you want to say? Any uh, you know visions? Uh, well, other than I'm glad I don't have a bunch of attachments to. <laughs> worry about losing um, yeah. I think these are really fun and I think it's really cool that you know since you guys are doing these that we can see them 
you know, coexists in a cartoon as well. Like yeah. that's, that's such a fun. Oh, Garlou uh, you know. is in Robo Force. Garlou. I mean, uh, all of them. I mean, like I said, there's a scene with biker mice in Robo Force season right. one. Yeah, they're all there. Yeah. Hundred, who's the big villain. His boss is a sectorian. So yeah, no, it's all schmushed. There needs to be one day, just on a South Park, a Nacelle universe like video game, kind of like uh, Super Smash Brothers. Okay. Right? Think about that. You I'm can, taking notes. Yeah, think about that. Like you, you know, other brands have done that. Warner Brothers have done that. DC's done that, uh, and they're great games. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Giving, giving up ideas. Yeah, very good. Yes, I like that <laughs> Don't one. Don't sue me if yes. you do it. I mean, are we going to be... <laughs> I mean, if you need help developing it, you know, we can... Okay, we'll we can, we can be Q&A yeah. testers. Let your people that. call yeah. my people. Yeah, we'll there we go. Yeah. I like it, I like yeah. it. Yeah, we'll call uh, Kevin. Kevin, <laughs> call. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Thank Brian. It's an absolute Thank pleasure as always. So Thank you so much for all the support. Always. We appreciate it. Always, always, always. Okay. All right, take care. Bye. All right, uh, Uncle Dad here hanging out at Mike Hampton's booth, Bartbridge Clothing, of course, for those who don't know. Uh, Mike is over here slinging hats. Mike, say hello real fast since you're busy. Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? We're doing great. Cool. <laughs> That's all Mike got right now. Mike has uh, the gas in his tank has been empty every day, I feel. Fumes, man, fumes. <laughs> but, you know, we're here and we're happy. You got to remember, what would Matthew McConaughey say? All right, all right, all right. Can you say that? You like, you like that? I love that. You look, kind of look like Matthew McConaughey. Thank you. I've, I've been fixing my face to do that. <laughs> you know, like Dallas Buyers Club version of him. Oh, yeah. that's Of course, that's the one I look like. <laughs> that's the one I want to look like, right? It's the, the Dallas Buyers Club version, yes. Um, while Mike does his thing, uh, I just wanted to kind of pop in here. I haven't really had talked too much. So, yeah, you know, we're here at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. It's been a great time. Uh, we've gotten to do some very fun things. Um, you know, it's kind of great talking about the Days of the Confused. Uh, we were very lucky to go ahead and experience the 30th celebration, 30th anniversary celebration of Days of the Confused. They had replications of the the Emporium uh, bowling alley they went to, the pool hall. Uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but where the kid throws a bowling ball and breaks the car. We got to see that, too. Uh, even the mailboxes. Uh, they had the statues that they were taking for the opposing high school uh, with different uh, little uh, kiss masks on them. It's, uh, it was a pretty cool experience. I got to take some great pictures, and I will definitely post those as well. Um, it has been such a fun time just kind of reliving those memories because I love Days and Confused. Um, 30 years, it's hard to believe. Uh, you know, I think uh, doing this experience has really opened my eyes to how even though it's a 30-year anniversary uh, film, people just don't seem to remember it. I, and, I, and I am very saddened about that. So please get out there and watch it. Days of the Confused. You guys all got to go watch it. Uh, but I'm going to come back with Mike. We might have a guest on. We might not, but we're going to have a good time. All right, Uncle Dad here with Mike. Mike, say hello. I know you're busy. with say hello. Hello, hello. Always busy. Yes. Oh, always busy. Uh, we have somebody very special in your booth right now. Very special. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things. He's a very handsome man. Well. Very lovely. Beautiful hair. Oh. Let's give it up for Chris. Chris. I was going to say Chris. Chris. <laughs> Chris. Yeah. Woo! 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 <laughs> How did you like that intro, Chris? I, I, uh, I almost... I have to wipe tears from my eyes. Oh, okay. I had some more. So I had some more stuff I could say, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna say that for later. <laughs> um, okay, Mike, tell him your connection, and let's talk about Chris. Well, 
I've known Chris for a long time. We've uh, we met at uh, SatCon, where uh, we met. That's where we met many ah. many many moons ago when we were younger and more spry. I don't know. Actually, you look exactly the same, so I don't know what you're doing or not doing. <laughs> I, I've got a painting of myself in a closet, and it looks horrible. So, you, so you're I? trapped in the closet. Whoa. No. I, <laughs> That's a literary quote. The, uh, Dorian Gray. Yeah. No, uh, he, I, I, I knew what you were saying. Sorry. I was going to say, do you know where I can get one of those paintings? Because uh. I'm s clearly starting to look like a decaying man. So, okay, so, so we met at, at SACCON a long time ago. And now, uh, fast forward to where we are today. You're here because you just had a book release with Fantagraphics. And you've been doing signings, and I, I, the rumor is that it's been selling very well. Is that true? They're down to four books. Four. Quattro. Four. Quattro for our Spanish listeners. Well, why don't you uh, mind uh, telling our listeners what the book is, what's the name, what it's about, who you are, who's your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> All right, let me start with who's my daddy. <laughs> my book is uh, Doris Danger, Giant Monsters Amok with Fantagraphics. And it's about a photojournalist who uh, believes she was abducted by giant monsters as a child and uh, is dedicating her life to trying to prove they exist by uh, exploring the globe. And it's uh, the, the comic book stories are made to look like old 50s comics uh, that a publisher found a stack of and decided, hey, I bet we could collect these in an anthology because those are hot right now, aren't they? And maybe we could make a ton of money off those dumb kids. So it's sort of a meta look as well at uh, comics as a publishing industry. And uh, it's, it's also drawn in the style of uh, people who did giant monster comics. Uh, way, way back, uh, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko, who shortly after created the entire Marvel Universe. I've, I've, I've heard some even say that you, your book looked like a demented Jack Kirby. What do you have to say about those kind of remarks? It's funny. It all makes sense to me. And uh, so I, I guess uh, I need an analyst. <laughs> One of the things I really love, and... Uh, about your books, and we've talked about it several times, and I've heard you talk about it to others, is the way that you do the coloring, or your colorist does the coloring, where it looks like it was a book that was printed during this time, where things don't really line up correctly, there's weird random spots of color that probably don't belong there. What, why, would you tell people why you did that? Uh, the, the idea was... Uh, <laughs> Basically, when, when I was reading comics as a kid, the, the old comics had, had a magic to them, but they also had a quality to them uh, on deteriorating paper, and, and people just didn't care about them. And so they'd get wadded up in back pockets. You'd use them uh, to put your coffee on so it doesn't ruin the table. And uh, in addition to that, the the actual colorists it, it it was on cheap paper uh with cheap inks and uh and 
you get the feeling they also didn't care that much because they were just dumb comics for kids. And so a, a lot of aspects went into the this kind of feel of the look of them. And so Ricky Sprague, my colorist, was just brilliant and uh, studious in uh, researching these odd blemishes and weirdnesses uh, and offsets and weird miscolorings and he just packed the book full of them for emphasis in humor. I, I, it really adds to it and the humor is great in it. Um, I love your humor in general and so you know reading it reading it in the book along with with the art style the color uh, you know you've got it coming out through fanographics which is which is great and I'm forever happy that that's happened for you um, thrilled I am thrilled to be under their banner okay so uh, this is gonna come out after comic-con obviously and if people want to look at this or buy this what would they just go to fanographics how do they find it it's uh, for sale on fanographics website um, it's uh, it's on Amazon and uh, you can have your local shop order you a copy if, if you like to support your local businesses. And Chris, we're gonna ask you to come on our, our show again at another time because you've got a lot of great stories. You've also done these kind of docu-series where you've talked to a lot of different artists uh, over the years doing cons and stuff. We've got a bunch of people in my booth now. But, but you also have been in a band called Weird Herald. So we wanna talk to you about all this. So everyone listening, soon we're gonna have Chris Wisnia on a full episode, if you agree right now. I'd love to. I'd be honored. Okay, it's in, it's in the, it's in okay. there. Okay, we have it recorded, so now we have it's, to hold you accountable. It's a real recording. Uh, awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. It's been Thanks absolute so pleasure. much. It's fun talking to you. And, and, and how do people find you if they're not looking on Fanographics' website? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah. Uh, Chris Wisnia Arts is my handle on all my social media, including my YouTube channel and website, and there's a ton of fun stuff in all those places for you to enjoy. You're a fun guy. Yeah, he's a fun guy indeed. Go check him out. We'll be right back, everybody. All right, Uncle Dad is here. Uh, Uncle Dad with Mike. Mike, say what's up. What's up? <laughs> hey, you know, my favorite thing about these cons and what we do and when we travel. This is your favorite thing. One of my favorite things to do. One of your favorite things. <laughs> top three. It's one of my top three things to torture Mike with. <laughs> uh, um, is making Mike, you, my beloved friend, eat food from the 80s. That's right, it's time for 80s Eats. We need like a little... Da -da -da -da. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ba -da -ba -ba. All right, we got one for you. Uh, do you want to say where it's from to shout them out or no? Sure, this is, uh, we found this at the uh, the red one, uh, Steve White's booth. He, uh... <laughs> the red one. <laughs> what? I just got that joke too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, uh, Steve Wyatt's, um um, he has lots of vintage uh, comics and, and oddities oddities and materials and collectors, uh, collector items. Anyways, I was in the booth and I saw that he had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon cereal. Cereal, which... Cereal. It look, which, by the way, can we just talk really fast about the condition of this box? It's in a great condition. It's like you just took it off the damn counter, right? Like off the off the uh, off the damn counter. Off the damn counter. <laughs> it's even got a Longs sticker on it. I don't even think Longs is around anymore either. No, I don't, it's it's all Walgreens now. Yeah. So I, the cool thing about the, when I saw it, tell me, I 
you know, back in this time, they made lots of cereals that were of cartoons, yeah, of right? Yeah. And some of them were just whatever. But this one actually tasted really good, and I, it was one of my favorite cereals to eat. Oh, put yeah. the ASMR right there. You heard that, yeah. Ooh. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow. And then now here we are, and I'm going to do this. So technically, this is your fault. I did it. <laughs> I did it. But before we eat it, I want to talk about something. Our, yeah. our, our good friend Brandon here uh, brought up something pretty funny. Brandon. He goes, what fucking shapes are these? <laughs> what, the marshmallows? It's basically Czech cereal with like generic shapes. Oh, it's a, there's a sigh. Uh, okay. There's a turtle. There's a bow. Or what? The staff? What? That's a... We thought that was a brick. <laughs> it was a New York brick. <laughs> There's a brick. <laughs> I, I think. It, I think it's their uh, weapons. Ah, okay. Bostaff, See, we were both sword. wrong. Okay. Katana sword. All yeah. right, and then let's talk about the back. I'm gonna read it to them <clears throat> for a little bit of acting, real fast. Yeah. Hey, dudes, you can instantly win these out of sight video games. No purchase necessary to play or win. See by the for special rules. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's got an ad for the Nintendo 8-bit NES game, and in the handheld, Konami. 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 No, Konami. Konami. Game. Ralston. Okay. Yeah, so, hey, wait, one last fact. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. One last thing. Can yeah. you guess who made this cereal? Ralston. No, Perina. Because it's Ralston Perina. Yeah. So, that's so it's dog like dog food. food. <laughs> cool. Well, I'm a dog. <laughs> hey, that's my dog. All right, my dog. Go ahead and pop this top. Not your shirt. I'll hold your mic for you. All right. All right. We're going to have so the it's, second mic. Yeah, it's completely sealed. I probably, you know, the, the fact that how much this actually was going to cost shouldn't be doing this, but we're doing it for the show. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So this is a $100 box of cereal. Let's just be honest. $100. $100 experience. Okay. So now the cellophane bag is in and uh, it's completely sealed. Oh, you guys are liking that sound, by the way. There's a, there's a slit. You gotta slit it yourself. This is old school series, bro. Yeah, find the slit. Uh, Brandon, do you have a knife on you? No, I don't. <laughs> That's surprising. It is. <laughs> okay, I found it. Okay, now I'm opening it up. Ooh, it looks normal. It, do it looks like it never changed. It looks like... Chris, you gotta look at this real fast. It looks like original. Right? It looks like cereal. Yeah, like like it. Is it on one piece? <laughs> it's in one no, piece. It, it shakes and moves. It's you know, it's got. Now you can't smell. Let me smell it real fast. Okay, yeah, smell. Ooh, that smells like regular Czech cereal. It smells okay. That is not a good smell. <laughs> I think it smells okay. <laughs> All right, so get yourself. You got to make sure you get yourself a handful. Okay. Uh, you're gonna get uh, one of each marshmallow. One of each marshmallow. You gotta do it all, man. What's the point of doing this? You're not gonna do it all. One of each. I can't even deal with one. Okay. Whoa. That feels spongy. Okay. So how about two checks? Two there, checks. There's a green one. That's a turtle, I think. I don't know what that is. That's, that's a, a turtle. That's a. Or the ooze. That's a turtle. That's, that's a, a turtle. That's okay. a microwave. <laughs> it's a dinosaur. Okay. They're all the turtle. <laughs> Those are the only ones that survived were turtles. Ninja star or piece of pizza? Don't, you just. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pepperoni. Uh oh, here we go again. <laughs> oh, look, this is fine. <laughs> okay, okay. Mike doesn't want to work hard. I mean, come on. 
What if you can't learn the different flavors? I think, okay, so what I think is on the box, they look like there's all kinds of marshmallows. But what I'm <laughs> but, finding, it's... Oh, there you go. Oh, there's, there's the staff. There's the New York brick. <laughs> the bow. Okay, look. How about this? Yeah. Tell me. Is that oh, good? That's good. That's good. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so I've got four green turtles, one <laughs> orange bow staff, and two pink ninja stars. And then how about four... Oops. Checkies. Checks. Got it. <laughs> and whatever else is in the rest of my hand. Okay. okay. So it's a nice handful. Look, everybody take a, a look. That's a huge nice handful. I mean, if there was like a good Will you take a picture of that with, uh, while I'm holding this so we can show? Are you listening? Okay. Let me I pause the video to take a picture. One, two, three. Hang on, let me take one on portrait. No. No. Uh-oh. Now I'm too close. Okay. I got it. Don't worry. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah. Video. And. Do you want to get him to join you? No. You want some? He's not doing it. I will. There you go. A tool in me. Come on. You did it last Comic Con. Yeah, exactly. Here, take a handful. All right. We also got the legendary. Let me find some real. Brandon. Real Brandon, what do you call him? Brandon Monster or Phantom Monster? Brandon, no. Brandon Monster. <laughs> Brandon Monster. <laughs> <laughs> He's the Brandon Monster. <laughs> Brandon Monster, I found a perp. Oh, Ooh, you got a perpy nerve. Purple. What is that? That looks like that's a... That's the Sai. No, that's the Katana. <laughs> that's a that's a Sai. Oh, there you right, go. Hey, that's a good... Look oh, at that. I got them all. Oh, wow. Oh, see, they're also color-coordinated, so that's how you know yes, whose yeah. weapon it is. Oh. Talk about how genius that is, right? That's a good genius. This is a brick. <laughs> that's a brick. It's not a... It's not a oh, my goodness, you guys. This does not smell good. You, right. Yeah, last time, you killed it last time. I know. This guy spit it out. You swallow like a champ. <laughs> well, take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right, we're on the count of three. A kind of three. Are we swallowing? Yeah, we're eating it. Okay. All right. All right, guys. Ready? Three, two, one. Oh, one more. Engage Bundy. The checks are okay. I don't. I, I don't like <laughs> old ass cereal. <laughs> it's gone. Actually, it's gone. It's gone. <laughs> it, it like it like disintegrated. No, I think I had a few more chews. <laughs> the chewy pieces. The marshmallows turned were like very spun like weird sponge. Yes. Wait, more. What? No, not more. <laughs> more. He's no, like, like oh, no. More. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure it actually is 80s. It is 1989. Yes. Yeah. So, so it's as old as me. You ate me. Oh, 34. Oh, come on. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> um Oh, it's very sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. Um, I'm actually gonna do one more. Right? <laughs> some more. Look at what a champion over here. I wanna he wants to outdo get you. The full effect. There yeah. you go. Two checks and a turtle. <laughs> Two checks and a turtle. Could you imagine? Just, have you ever had turtle soup? Of course. Uh, that was worse. I shouldn't have did it. <laughs> it's um. You can taste the corn syrup. You can taste the corn syrup. Ooh. Yeah. But here's the great thing about American shitty food. 
is that no matter what happens, it'll stay like that forever. Yeah, you yeah. know, like if we found this in a vault after the apocalypse, we'd be fine. Yeah, pretty much. I should have found some curdled milk to drink it with or oh, eat it with. That'll know? be the next one. Look at that proof of purchase. I was just gonna say, here's a cool thing. There's a proof of purchase. Oh, wow. Mm. I was also thinking, Mike, do you think the artwork is done by Guy Kilchrist? Because he did all the Ninja Turtle arts. He said for like the promotional stuff. I mean, it very well could be. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, read some of the uh, ingredients really quickly. We have rice, marshmallows, which are sugar, modified corn, modified food starch, corn syrup, dextrose, gelatin, artificial and natural flavors, sodium, hexa, mexa, phosphate, and artificial colors, sugar, brown sugar, salt, honey, malt syrup, and folic acid and vitamin B12 added to packaging material to help preserve freshness. Well, they did a good job. Because it's, <laughs> it's still crunchy. Do you want more? No, but what's on the other one? I ate more checks. Yeah. <laughs> did you eat more checks? I ate one more check. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't so bad. So with this on the on the scale, yeah. the things you've eaten now, yeah. how would you rank this? It's fine. I mean, it tastes like cereal taste now. Does Except it taste like a hundred bucks? Here's something no. very interesting, you guys. Tell me. So we all agree that those are just checks, right? Yeah. No, they're ninja nets. Oh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> Ninja nets. Well, that changes everything. Oh, man. Ninja those are nets. Checks. Those are checks, yeah. Ninja nets with ninja turtle marshmallows. Yeah, ninja nets. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Mm. All right, like, hold that, please. There you yeah. go. Oh, my hand's giving out. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, that was 80 Zeets. We did it. This seems like this is the walk in the park for you now. This was easy. Yeah, we got this under control. Oh, now I got I to gotta amp it up now. I don't feel good. No. Well, I, th I think that you just made me get, make a challenge now. I got to make to it go worse harder. Yes. Mm. <laughs> mm. Well, <laughs> good thing that there's not another con for a while, so. Oh, no. All right, everybody. Okay. Uh, that was uh, our, our second day, third day, whatever day this was here at Comic-Con. We'll be back tomorrow with some more great, great content. So uh, we're here on uh, on Sunday, the final day of Comic Con. So we're all running on uh, on the fumes. But um, I'm here at the uh, at the Comic Con muse uh, museum booth in the in the convention floor with Dana Williams of Feeding San Diego. And part of why I'm here is because right now one of my good friends, Jason Zlatkus, is uh, he's in his alter ego as the hunger hel halter. Hunger halter. Hunger yep, halter. You got it. And um, he's taking photos. But really, what I want to talk to you is, is, is what is Feeding San Diego and what is your uh, role here at Comic-Con? 
Sure, so Feeding San Diego is a hunger relief and food rescue organization uh, based here in San Diego County. Um, our mission is to end hunger through food rescue. Uh, so last year we distributed over 35 million meals to people facing hunger in San Diego County, um, while 70% of that food was rescued. So we rescue good food before it goes to waste from grocery stores, farms, manufacturers, and we use that food to feed people facing hunger. And uh, last year we actually did a collaboration with the Comic-Con Museum and, uh, and and Hunger Halter and Demeter were born out of that and what we did is um, you know I'm always thinking as the director of marketing how can I help educate the community about the issues of hunger and food waste and the linkage between the two and uh, I approached um, I, I, my friend Courtney Gant uh, is the director of advancement at the Comic-Con Museum and she gave me a, a tour of the awesome new Comic-Con Museum that's here in San Diego County to bring Comic-Con to people all year round and uh, you know I toured around in the space in uh, December 2021 I guess it was and I just you know thought what if we could do a collaboration where we did an art contest for kids uh, so we invited students from across San Diego County to submit their vision of a hunger action hero who helps to end hunger through food rescue and we got over 300 submissions from kids all over San Diego County and we narrowed it down to the top 10 uh, in in elementary school and then the top 10 in middle and high school and uh, the we then opened it up to the community to vote and Hunger Halter and Demeter were the top two submissions uh, and ended up winning the contest and then we ended up having Alan Levine uh, who's an amazing uh, cosplayer and, and uh, costume designer he voluntarily brought these costumes to life so from the kids who drew it on paper he then brought it to life and so now we have Jason um, and Summer who are now acting uh, as Hunger Halter and Demeter uh, but really we we created this collaboration because we want to you know inspire the community kids in particular um, that they too can uh, be a superhero by taking action and even though we have these big global problems of hunger of food waste and you know any other number of causes everyone can take action and be a hero um, by just getting involved and being a part of the solution um, we also want to really rally the community around those who need help uh, because even superheroes need help sometimes so there's no shame in coming to a food distribution if you're in need uh, we really want people to know that we're here for them and we're in this together well, that's a, it's an amazing uh the collective of all the stuff that, that you guys are doing, it, it's amazing, and I think this is a great place to raise awareness about it. And yeah, yeah there's a huge thing about about food that says it's expired, but it's actually still good. It's actually still very you know, good. or like or like produce that's just got a, a, the smallest bruise, or it's formed in the not the most perfect way, and it just yeah. gets tossed, and it's. It's something that I think most people don't even think about don't at all. Don't even think. So last year, uh, over 49 million people across, San Diego, across the United States turned to hunger relief organizations for food assistance. While at the same time, 38% of all food produced uh, went, it was uneaten or unsold across the United States. And that accounts for, um, amounts to over uh, 149 billion meals. Billion. 
That is 91 million tons of food that gets unsold and uneaten, and only 2% of that food was donated to hunger relief organizations. 70% of it went to waste. And, it, and, and the problem is, the, the layered problem to this is that food waste accounts for 8% of global greenhouse gas emissions. So when we think about climate change and some of the easy strategies to mitigate climate change, getting keeping food out of the landfill is like one, an easy solution and, and using food to feed people is one of the top recommended strategies uh, for reducing food waste. So really we're solving two problems at once. So when people support Feeding San Diego, they're not only helping to uh, support people, but they're helping to protect the planet. Yeah, I mean, it, most people just think, well, you know, when you throw something away or something went bad, that it just that it, disappears. But it no, disappears. It, it goes somewhere it and goes, we still have to deal with it. And, exactly. Well, and so Dana, we, yeah. thanks so much for taking a moment while, uh, you know, this is happening here on the convention floor to, to talk about it. I'm guessing people can find you online at feedingsandiego.com. Feedingsandiego.org. Yeah, they can learn more. Yep. And uh, we really appreciate your interest in just helping to tell the story because we really just want to get the word out about Hunger Halter and Demeter and our Hunger Action Heroes and the collaboration between Feeding San Diego and the Comic Con Museum. So thank you. Right on. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, yeah. and also thanks for. Uh, you know, putting uh, my my old friend Jason there in such a fine-looking suit. I he, know it really is amazing. He, he looks like he fits the part for sure. Yeah, yes. his uh, blue shiny leotard looks really good on him. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna go take a picture. <laughs> awesome. right. Thank you so much. Okay, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank you. Yeah, great to meet you guys. Mike, so we're, just jump in. Yeah, we're Mike. Oh. We're hanging out right now. We're waiting hey. for Keith Knight to be ready to talk to him. Keith Knight's a good friend of yours. I'm very excited to have him back on. Yeah, yeah. Keith's uh, making sales as he usually does at these conventions. Yeah, and he has a sweet shirt too. It's not Roosevelt's, but it's still pretty sweet. It looks like it could be a Roosevelt's <laughs> it if looks they like were it could into koi be. fish. Yeah, I like koi fish. Do you like koi fish? I like koi fish all the time. Koi fishes are pretty. Uh, they're pretty beautiful, man. Every time I wake up, and I they want, can live like for a long time. I want to look at a koi fish. I, right. <laughs> and yeah. now when you look at Keith Knight, you're like, you know what? That's a cool koi fish right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's cool to see him here back at the con, you know, as uh, as we all are. Yes. But uh, Keith Knight is an invited guest of, of Comic-Con. And so it's exciting to talk to him here on the show. Would you agree? I absolutely agree. Now, are you an invited guest? No. <laughs> That's why it's exciting. All right. So I'm here we are. Uh, the table is now clear, and we're here with invited guest Keith Knight. Hello, Keith. fellas. How Hi. are you? It's good to uh, talk with you again. Yeah. Um, we're back at Comic-Con. It's the final day. How's your energy? The energy is really good. I'm like in that gravy stage where the numbers have been hit and now everything I sell now is just like gravy. So you're coasting. Huh? You're coasting. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes. Totally. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been amazing. It's like this is what... You know, I remember when there were, you know, it's Hollywood free. Like, and so let's talk about that. You being obviously a Hollywood man now, <laughs> and and we're at the con with the with the strike on, which has affected our uh, episode very much. And lots of interviews we had booked 
obviously been canceled because no one's here. Yes. So yeah, let's let's talk about that. I and mean, you and I have been doing cons for a long time, and and we've been hearing this response from people that aren't really here. That oh, the crowds at Comic Con aren't that big. Well, it's like, well, you're not seeing the lines outside for people to go up into Hall H, but in the room, in the hall, it's packed, right? Yeah, like I think there was a lot of like people were discussing it like oh you know what's going to happen with no Hollywood stuff there but I think that happened before and and you know I knew that it was going to the crowds were going to be here when I went into the bathroom on Thursday afternoon and it smelled like Saturday afternoon <laughs> wow. so I knew the crowds were here <laughs> and uh, that's a good indicator <laughs> so I'm just uh I'm psyched. I, you know, the greatest thing about it is not everyone running up to Hall H and trying to get in there. You know, you could always feel it because it would thin out and then it would come back down and then it would thin out again. So this has been great. It's been steady busy all the way through. Yeah. And, and so you have a new book. How's, how's the response to the new book? I was a teenage Michael Jackson impersonator. Excellent. Then. Excellent. So this is a Kickstarter I started in 2011. 2011, and, just, and, just a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, thankfully my backers were totally patient with me when I said, hey, I got this possible TV show happening and, you know, it cut seven years, you know, out of my life. And, um, and they've been really patient and cool. And so I'm so psyched to deliver it. And I was super excited to, like, boast that I was the longest gestating Kickstarter, you know? <laughs> but then I was at some party and the guy goes, oh, you know, I said 11 years, 11 years. He's like, dude, like, I'm, I, I'm 12 years in and I, I'm nowhere near done. Oh. <laughs> so I said, okay, then I'll, I'll, the longest Kickstarter delivered, like delivered. And then I was talking to the new, there's like a new Kickstarter comics guy and he's like, I said, am I, am I, you know, because I want to really like say that. And he's like, well, I just started two weeks ago, so I can't tell you that. But, you know, I'll look into it and let me let you know. And um, I'm just psyched, you know, it's great that people come by and, and pick it up. And, and it's great because I'm selling it to all these, you know, all these new fans have come on in the past 11 years. But then there's all the, the, the older fans that are finally being satiated with this book. So I'm psyched. Do, do you also see fans that knew you just from the show? Like from Woke? That yeah, have come? yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, real. you're the real guy? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. It, it, you know, and it's so silly that I didn't think about the influx of sales I would have got. Like when the show first dropped, I was, I was like, why am I getting all these... And I didn't even put it together. Oh, of course, people are like looking me up online and going, "Oh, he's a real person," and and ordering stuff. So um, that was really cool, and it's it's just nice that people really appreciate it and sort of. Uh, and also, everybody I work with in Hollywood is like, "How did I not know of you?" You know, um, it's it's amazing how, you know, like how ignored. Car comics are, you know, mm -hmm. as a Hollywood could cruise off the amount of stories that are in this room right now. I mean, it's always interesting when I talk to people, they're like, oh, did you watch this show? Did you watch this show? I'm like, yeah, that was a comic. That was a graphic novel. Yeah. That was a comic. And most people don't even realize it. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you obviously have that story to tell and, and, and it's great to see you here with your book. 
with the family all the way from North Carolina. Yes. We don't always get to see the family here. And yeah. it looks like you have some family artwork. Uh, zombie Gun Heist. Zombie Gun Heist. My 10-year-old zombie gun. It keeps on selling out. They have to keep on making more. Oh, and awesome. uh, my 15-year-old, of course, is being a 15-year-old and is just down in the basement of the Marriott playing pinball yeah. for hours at a time. Yeah. So. As, as he should, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's he's cruising on, on the coattails of the 10-year-old. So every time, you know, they buy one, they always buy another. So. Such is. Yeah, it's fun. Well, I see you have some people at your table behind us, Keith, so we will let you go for now. But I'll harass you again at some other point, and we'll talk about something else. Always a pleasure, fellas. Always and, a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Good luck to good luck to us all. Good luck. <laughs> also, right. also, I love your, your shirt. Uh, oh, yeah. We have my... Thank you. Thank you. Koi. Where'd you get it from? Uh, I Who don't knows? even know. Like, I don't even know. It's, I certainly didn't get it in North Carolina. <laughs> well, that shirt doesn't get a plug, but Keith Knight, and we all know that we can find you, Keith... Keith Knight. Gentleman Cartoonist. Gentleman Cartoons, that's right. I knew that. I just wanted to hear you say it so we could sample it and use it later. Oh, oh, oh. So what do you want me to say? You just said it. You just said it. You said it all. Uh, okay. <laughs> I right. said too much. All right, Keith. Love you, man. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, we are back, and man, that was Comic Con coverage 2023. Mike, what a what a time to remember, and also what a time to forget. <laughs> I try mostly to forget. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike, what was one of your top memories now that we're you got to relive it right now? Oh, my one of my top memories when I called the mechanic and he said that my engine blew a rod and the whole engine needs to be replaced so isn't blowing a rod usually a good thing <laughs> in some circumstances yes <laughs> but not this one not this one okay. no okay. uh yeah mike's it's, our coverage is over overall you know it was it was definitely a different type of coverage because of the whole change of uh, who we had but some things i wanted to throw out there Mike, we got to see uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. We saw her. Yeah, <laughs> we saw her. She, they canceled and we saw her. Yes. Yeah. Uh, she was on a mission. Yeah. Uh, you could just tell. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to Brian, uh, Brian Nacelle, Brian Volkweiss of Nacelle. Uh, that was really exciting. Always. It was also kind of cool to do an unboxing that we haven't done yet. Yeah. Uh, so that was kind of interesting, an audio-only unboxing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, lots of uh, sound sound stuff soundscapes yeah lots yeah. of soundscapes we also you ate old food as I just heard again uh, yeah. you kept that box though I have it yes and did yeah. you still eat it I will <laughs> yeah. you said you liked the checks the checks the aka ninja nets still <laughs> tasted the same ninja, I don't know the, everything else it was the same <laughs> everything else was good okay good yeah um, but all in all Mike what was something you took away from that show other than obviously frustration with your car 
Well, I just feel like at this point, you know, whatever the universe throws at us, we just deal with it and we keep moving in a positive way and everything's great. So peace and peace and love to everyone. Always, always. Um, What about you? You know, my favorite memory, I got to be honest with you, is this. Yes. Is I got to meet Lloyd Kaufman. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I told him the story about how we were trying to get him on the show and how his assistant kind of, you know, uh, left us on red. Right. And that assistant got fired. I don't know if I should say that, but they got fired. And uh, he promised me, and he gave me his personal contact information, that he will for sure be on our show. So, listeners, Lloyd Kaufman of Troma is coming. It's exciting. That's a pretty big deal. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, hopefully you would agree with that. Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger, Poultrygeist. I mean, we were talking to Keith Knight, remember? That's right. And Keith Knight was like, oh my God, I met. Yeah, he was excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if Keith Knight is excited, then we should be. Exactly. And exactly. so should you. So I was really excited about that, honestly, as a whole. I think, you know what I really learned through this trip was, this is going to sound so cliche and lame. I'm sorry if it does, but the power of teamwork and friendship really will get you through it all, man. Like, really, I really appreciated that we were always trying to stick with each other to get each, to, you know, be thoughtful about our moves to, to, to make sure we can get through the week. Yeah. It was a long week. And not just even for the car thing, just, you know, we had a, even on the press side of things, you know, everything kind of didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah. And you had to just make do. But, yeah. like, that's kind of how I feel is like, sure, Comic Con is like a, a plethora of, you know, special comic guests and movie stars and you know all these things but like all that really matters is the people that you care about and they care about you and how you connect and you know just just being able to share that space a space like comic-con where you love what you're doing and there's other like-minded people around i feel like that's that's uh that's the gift absolutely yeah I 1,000% agree with that, my friend. Now, without further ado, I think that's it. Unless there's something else I'm forgetting, unless you got some questions you want to throw out of. Anything you can think of? Or we good? What are your top three Comic-Con memories? <laughs> uh, I'll say that for a different episode. All right, all right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, for the end of the year recap. Fair enough, yes. <laughs> all right. All right, buddy. Remember, uh, we're not uncles, we're not dads. We're just someone you can talk to. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Oh, and wait. Be sure to listen. To, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Uncle Dad Talks, and rate us five star on whatever listening platform you're using. Isn't that right, Mike? That's right. Please. All right, because when you support us, you support everyone. And then everyone supports the universe. Exactly. All right, but I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. But wait. There's more. That's right. We got more content for you. So here is the original intro that I didn't place in there because I wanted to make sure that my heartfelt intro kind of came first so you can kind of get the reasoning as to why we weren't uh, around for a while. But now here's the original intro that me and Mike recorded a few days after the the con itself. Now, the best thing at this, the best thing about this is that there's going to be a great story he tells. So uh, enjoy it. Enjoy this little extra, you know, prize, if you will, in the cereal box. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And again, we'll see you all. Uh, We're going to be returning to weekly. So we will see you all next week. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad and with me as always is the ever so handsome Mike Hampton. What's up, Mike? Hello, hello. Uh, You know, Mike, we have a very special episode today. 
Yes. It's a it's a jam packed one full of fun, memories, hard times, good times, laughs and the cries and crying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> such is life. Such is life indeed. Yeah. And we're talking about the San Diego Comic Con special. Yeah. You know, San Diego is always an adventure, no matter what, right? Always. Like, it's it's a big event. It's probably the biggest in comics and pop culture. It's far from home. It takes a lot to get there. But we do it. We do it indeed. Yeah. Now, this particular Comic-Con is a special one because there was no media presence. That's you know, right. There was no, because of the SAG strikes and the, the Writers Guild strikes, there is no media presence. So because of that, a lot of the things that we had lined up, unfortunately, didn't happen. We had lots of things lined up. We did. We sure and we did, really we did. And like big things. Big things. But unfortunately just you know, such as life sometimes it just hits you in the balls. Yeah. So uh, this episode is gonna be full of banter, which is some of my favorite. Uh, we got eighty Eats in here. That's right. Uh, we got some fun little interviews with some good friends of yours. Yes. Uh, and uh, we talked about some experiences I had. But one of the one, and we'll do this at the end, but Mike, do you wanna tell us how Comic Con started? <laughs> for well, you for me <laughs> sure so I've been doing Comic Con for I don't know 20 years almost and on the way down I had a van loaded uh, full with my stuff from my booth with uh, the Bracken Monster who you'll hear later on this episode and at about 1 in the morning in East LA on Tuesday and the convention starts on Wednesday the van broke down so then uh, I, I happened to pull over at a gas station in Alhambra, where then I got a AAA tow to a hotel so that in the morning I could get a U-Haul. So I took a lift to a U-Haul place, and they got a U-Haul back to the hotel, where then I took all this stuff out of my van and put it in a U-Haul van, and then followed the AAA guy with my broke van to a mechanic while I was driving a U-Haul van to drop it off at the mechanic and tell the mechanic, hey, can this be done by Monday? Because that's when I'll be back. And then drive a U-Haul van all the way to Comic-Con. But by the time we got there, it's just a couple hours before preview night starts on Wednesday. So I had to park where I could park. And uh, we had to cart our stuff in across the street. And, yeah, it was definitely a challenging time getting there this year. I'll just say that. Challenging. You seemed stressed the entire time you were there. <laughs> I mean, it got better, but the first two days were rough. I mean, stressed in a way that, like, this is just what we're doing. Right. And, you know, like, we've dealt with many things throughout our years, Brennan and I. Uh, of, of doing conventions and stuff so it wasn't the worst but we were a day behind the whole time and uh, we didn't open until 12 o'clock or 12.30 on Thursday <laughs> yeah. which the convention opens at 6 o'clock on Wednesday yeah. and so you know we're behind but whatever we made it you made it and you made it work and I tell you man you gotta, you gotta give Brandon a huge shout out, shout out because that dude handled it so well and he was killing it man his energy was infectious, and I was so thankful he got to be part of that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Brandon uh, Bracamonte, you know, my ace and all their cons for, for many years. Like I said, we've been through a lot of stuff, so when that happened, we were just like, well, this is what we're doing now, and we just figured it out. And 
No. It's all behind us. Now it's all behind us. Yes. So, past. so my question to you is, uh, what is your, what is your top three memories <laughs> of broken down cars? <laughs> <laughs> top three. Yeah. Well, that's definitely in the top three. Okay. 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 Good. Uh, all right, everybody. So let's go ahead and kick it off. Before I do, uh, we got to talk about our sponsor, Roosevelt's. Roosevelt was uh, actually at the convention. They yeah. had a bunch of exclusives there. Uh, they gave us some awesome koozies. Yeah. Uh, they were really cool. You can you can buy those koozies, Mike, for $5. I, I use those koozies during Comic-Con. Can you believe that? Oh, I know. Wow. Huh. <laughs> and, Mike, you can get them for 5 bucks. 5 5 on it. That's it. And anything else you want to get on there, their Comic-Con exclusives will be on there. Uh, go to roosevelts.com, R-S-V-L-T-S.com. Use promo code UNCLEDAD, and that'll save you 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. Remember that, Mike. Well, first. first. Only the first. Only the first one. Per email. Per email. See, That's I, like right. your, I like your little you're smart man. Well, we're trying to figure it out. Yeah, we're trying to figure it out, indeed. Uh, all right. We'll be right back. Everybody, please enjoy 